Welcome to the Pubcast, your inside look at electronic publishing. From ebooks to websites to podcasts and more, join us as we interview the professionals on the cutting edge of publishing. Hi, I'm Bridget Hesmahan, and on this episode of the Pubcast, I interview Christine Allen, a writing literature and publishing alumna from Emerson College co-creator of the online literary magazine The Catharsis, and project manager at Providence Words and Thought Company. Back when you were at Emerson, you started the Catharsis online literary magazine. There are so many different literary magazines at Emerson. Why, why did you go and create another? When I was in school, there were not as many literary magazines as there are now. Like I was just on Emerson's website the other day and you guys have a ton now, just like crazy amount. And um, when I was back in my day, it was just so long ago, like um, we really didn't have that many, you know, there was like obviously gangsters and concrete and all that stuff. But so it wasn't really that I was just adding one to the pile. It was just, it was, it was actually fresh. My idea. I'm standing by it. Um, the reason I wanted to make it digital was because I just didn't really see the point of paper anymore. Cause especially in college, your, your paper copies can only go as far as like you can pass them to someone. Like you don't have the funds to create a mailing list, for instance, and mail them out like Plowshares does. You know, it's just it's just a college publication, so you're not going to put that much effort in, I suppose. But you know, if you do it online, then it's accessible to everyone around the world every single day. So that's that's why I just decided to do it digital. Why the catharsis? <laughs> it's actually funny. I started this with my then roommate Jess and we were we opened the dictionary and we were looking for words that were writing related. And we went through tons and we, we opened the, the physical dictionary, which is so old school. And we went on the internet dictionary and we were just typing in all these sorts of things. And we came up with catharsis and we were like, oh, it's perfect. And it's funny because I was talking to one of our teachers and he told me that catharsis is usually used for like when you throw up. And I was like, great, that sounds perfect. But, you know, it's supposed to be used for like creative purging, not literal purging. But, you know, of course. So what steps did you take to make uh, the catharsis a reality? It really wasn't as difficult as I think people think it is. Like, we actually came up with the name, which was a very uh, difficult process, as you can tell. And then we just made flyers. And our flyers were so dorky, and uh, they had, like, pictures of red pandas on them because... Jess and I were so dorky when we were living together and we had pictures of Abraham Lincoln saying like, you should join the catharsis. And the turnout was really meager for our first couple of meetings, but we just decided to start it anyway because we didn't know what would happen in the long run. I think we had something like seven members for the first year and it turned to like 40, 50 people by the time I left. And so, yeah, we just literally just started flyers, get a gauge on how many people would be interested and then just made the website. What platform do you use for the website? When we first started, we didn't know anything about website building. We used this platform that did it for us. It was called Wix, W-I-X. I do not suggest it. I think after our year, because we signed like a contract to use it for a year, after that ran up, we moved over to WordPress, which we made ourselves. Well, 
we we bought a theme and then we made it to our liking. In recent years, uh, the catharsis has been using Facebook and Twitter to get more people to read their stuff and people from across seas now reads it. How did you use the social media to get the word out there? Social media is so important. I mean, that's the way that we advertise now. I think that's the main source of advertising for everything, not just literary magazines, but for Catharsis, we weren't really well known at Emerson. It's very underground. You know, if you're not SGA recognized, then you're basically just, just underground, you know? So we figured, all right, we'll just go on social media and get people to recognize us that way. And then just people across seas, like we're like huge in the United Kingdom. You know, this magazine called Nib, NIB, they asked me to help them start their literary magazine because they heard of Catharsis. And it's just, it makes your audience so much bigger. It makes people interested in you from places you didn't even know. And we just used it just nonstop, just all the time. And Facebook more than, more than Twitter was, was big for us. So you're now working at Providence Word and Thought. We are a ghostwriting, editing, creative writing, coaching, and manuscript consulting team. So um, basically, like the main chunk of our day to day work is uh, ghostwriting, editing, and kind of like crafting uh, book proposals and book length manuscripts for obviously uh, CEOs of businesses and politicians, people that don't have time to write books themselves but want one. Or um, if a publishing company wants a book uh, written by a specific, you know, celebrity or person, they will approach. The person themselves and then that person will be like oh I don't have any time to do that and then you just get a ghostwriter to do it so that's what we do <laughs> what's your position on staff well we don't really have staff it's um it's me and my boss and that's it so I don't really have you know like Random House has like assistant editor. Um, I'm kind of just a jack of all trades. I kind of do everything. But the main uh, work that I do is editing. I edit a lot. I edit every day and I work our Twitter. So that's really important. I also um, am a project manager. So that's kind of my big role is that I research certain points of interest for the book and then I organize them and things like that. So on your website, it said that you guys would help authors get the word out about their books through blogs and so on. So can you talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, once a book is published, or rather, even before it's published, um, there's something called a book proposal that has to happen prior to even writing the book. And a huge part of that is the marketing section. Basically, if you don't have Twitter, Facebook, or a personal website or a book, uh, book website, I think it's what it's called, your book is going to be either rejected or stalled. And they'll say, come back when you have an actual marketing campaign. They actually say that? Definitely. And it doesn't matter if it's a business book or a memoir or even a fiction book. People don't realize that books are not successful if they don't have marketing. Like you're only as good as your marketing campaign, which is sad because a, a well-written book should get the recognition it deserves, but it's such is life. The promotion work we do is because of my catharsis website design, I build websites for people if they don't have one. And I run their Twitters and their Facebooks if they don't know how to work it, which is very prevalent in today's society with the older generation. They just don't even want to touch the stuff. Where do you see the industry going in like the next maybe five, 10 years? 
Um, I don't really care for ebooks. <laughs> kind of old school in that regard. I, I personally, I just like the feel of books and and the smell of libraries and all that stuff. In my opinion, I don't think books are going anywhere. Like hard copy books. I read articles online every day and people are saying, you know, book stores are dying. What's happening to the industry, the economy? And it's, I, I feel like it's just hype. I, th- I think a couple of our community libraries around here were going to go out of out of business. And like the people funded the library so they would stay open. People care about books more than the media wants you to think. Ebooks are, in my opinion, a necessary evil to sell more copies because A, they're cheaper. B, everyone has a Kindle. Like I have a Nook. I mean, it's just easier rather than carrying around the entire Game of Thrones to just have it like on this tiny little thing. It's happening. (laughs) We can't stop it. But I don't think books are going to become extinct. That's for sure. Any advice for Emerson students who are in the process of graduating? My best advice would be just to do whatever you want to do. I had no idea ghostwriting even existed. I heard of ghostwriting once at Emerson, and it was in a very negative connotation um, because I think it's like one of the lowest forms of writing. I don't even know why. So then when I came across it, And I came across it by literally just emailing my boss and saying, do you need help? I'll work for free. I want to get into the industry so bad, you know, and it's been the best experience of my life. So, I mean, just don't don't rule things out because you think that, you know, you have to work in at Random House or like a high form of literature or anything. All experience is good experience, essentially. And I'm doing things that no 22 year old ever gets a chance to do. Or I'm talking to people working at certain publishing houses probably would never get to talk to. Just follow what you want to do, not what society tells you that you should be doing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christine. Yeah, no problem. This has been the Pubcast. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.thepubcast.org.